You're listening to Grandiose Delusions, the number one podcast to ever have graced the planet. I'm Emma Rogers, vocal coach, international mogul, and best-selling author of Trill Your Way to Trillions. Join me as I interview experts to uncover shocking new research you didn't know you didn't need to know. We'll talk to scientists of every ilk, renowned thought leaders, spiritual gurus, psychic mediums, relationship experts, charming funeral directors, sarcastic extraterrestrials, and more. It's time to learn what's real and what's just another delusion of the grandiose variety. I'll also share my expertise and voice in business. Listening to an episode is essentially like taking a coaching lesson with me for free. So consider yourselves lucky. Stay tuned for an interview with a psychic medium who connects with a specific subset of the population. But first, a word from our sponsor. Are you struggling to keep it up? Has it been a while since you got a hard on? You're not alone. In fact, 75% of men over 25 have had difficulty getting and staying erect. But luckily, there's Erectix, the new prescription that leaves you rock hard for hours and hours and hours, even after death. Sign up for Erectix.com and use code DELULU at checkout for 20% off. Jacques Testimals, ugh. Yes. Your work. I am such a big fan of your work. I just watched your live version where you have an audience and you read for certain people who are calling to you. And I, I can tell you every time I cry. It's really uh, powerful. The letters I get from people uh, that have been affected just watching. It really moves me, and it's kind of why I keep going to help people. Um, I wish um, different kinds of people would reach out to me. The only people I seem to be able to connect with are people who died jacking off. So that's kind of, you kind of saw in the special a lot of uh, shy guys, weird guys, guys who would die jacking off. Um, So... I wish it was a little bit more diverse as far as that goes, but I am pretty excited that I'm still getting letters, you know, just because uh, someone died jacking off doesn't negate the rest of their life. So let me ask you this. In your growing up, was there some sort of incident with masturbation that may have triggered this, this sort of gift? I hope that's not too personal. No, no, it's not personal at all asking about me jacking off. Um, One of the original things was I was actually, my grandfather had just passed away. Um, They said he got hit by a train. Um, But what actually happened was a lot more insidious because I was just playing volleyball with my friends. And all of a sudden I start hearing my name, Jacques, Jacques. I'm like, what the frick is going on? I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm a D1 volleyball athlete. Ooh, Siri's popping in. Shh, Siri, don't speak to me. Wait, so um, I also read in your book that you sort of have sort of a weird, uh, you know, a more intimate relationship with Siri than most of us do. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, 100%. So, 
you know, sometimes you've seen The Conjuring, those movies where a ghost will haunt a house, almost like Amityville Horror. I live in a house where Siri died. Um, so the original Siri is based off of a person. And so when I speak to Siri, it is because Siri was jailing off her pussy. And basically a cartoon piano fell off, fell out of the window, fell on her head, and then her teeth were the keys. Um, and so that is what happened to Siri originally. So now I live in this house. I mean, it's a great deal. I can't move out. So I get Siri speaking to me sometimes. I'm just trying to have a normal conversation and Siri's talking to me about, you know, how NASDAQ is doing or whatever, and I don't give a shit. Yeah, because it was interesting that she needed to interject when you were clearly busy. And so it, that kind of signaled to my intuition that she was, you know, controlling. But now that I know that she's also haunting you, that's a totally different story. It's a boring haunting. It's never anything like things flying around the house. It's just what you expect Siri from the phone is kind of what happens to me throughout the day. So I could speak, you know, say, hey, Siri, what's the Dolphin score right now? And maybe Siri will pop in and tell me the score. But sometimes I'll just be watching TV and it'll give me a fun fact uh, about what's happening with Kevin Can Wait or whatever. Because uh, that show is fucking awesome. I love that show. Kevin Can Wait. I mean, uh, I can't wait for the next episode. Am I right? Yeah, no, I haven't seen it, but I will have to look into it. There's a theory that I just made up in my head where sort of people die and then they just go into the iCloud and that's how to, and then they can that's how they can digitally haunt us which is how I imagine Siri what Siri's done to you um how have you capitalized on this have you thought about doing a, an app um some kind of you know sem digital cemetery in the cloud um just as a, as a mogul, I'm thinking that I'm seeing dollar signs with this concept. And that's why I'm so happy to be on the show, because, you know, I kind of do these live engagements. I do the books and all that, but I haven't really tapped into the tech market. I know you're kind of a smart genius mogul. And I mean, these ideas are incredible. I would love to do something like that. I mean, they call it the cloud because what's in heaven and what do you live on in heaven? Clouds. And so I want to, you know, maybe get some of that going. I mean, this app idea is incredible. I've, I have contacts with Elon and, and Zuckerberg. I was going to say I have them too, but that's good that you also have them too. So you don't need me. But if you did, I could totally, you know. I know you had an affair with Bezos in 95. So if you still have his connections, I would love to, I feel like he'd be great for this. People haven't, no one's, that's usually people don't have the audacity to bring up Jeff uh, with me on the air, but I'm just going to let it roll right off my back. We could, we could pivot from Bezos. Um, Zuckerberg would be great if you have his, his uh, Facebook messenger or whatever. Absolutely. No, I have, I have all of, I have his threads also. So yeah, I could connect you. Absolutely. Back to you, Jacques. What does the day in the life of Jacques look like? Cool. So I'll wake up at 4 a.m., pray for about an hour, uh, go to the gym, two, three hours pumping iron there, have breakfast. I mean, you know, I'm on a keto diet, so no carbs. It's all about the body for me. I want to have a great body, so when I die and they find my body, it's nice and not bloated. Finish breakfast, log onto the computer, work for 35 minutes. Um, by this point, it's already, what, 8 a.m.? Uh, so I will get dressed. That's another hour. I want to look good. You know what I mean? I got 
this big closet, huge closet. It came with the house. Uh, so I just went to Goodwill through the bins in Goodwill and just took a bin and dropped a hundred bucks. And I was like, I'll take all of it. I'll sit in the park and try to connect. And it happens. Is it that happens. when the spirits of the jacking off come and visit you? Yeah, I try to go to places where that kind of stuff might happen. So a guy jacking off in public at the park might get macheted to the face or something. Or, you know, I might go to the library or something like that could happen graveyard piano stores more people die from pianos than you think it's not just siri um so anywhere really you think a guy who jacks his dick off and dies might be i imagine glory holes are sort of really a hotbed for you you know you would expect more people to die from glory holes but no it's actually a very safe community they really take care of each other out there um i I frequent them uh regularly um inserting sucking fucking i don't care what it is i'll be on either side it's all about the sport for me but it's a very caring community uh, they're great and they're all over town it's really beautiful this is huge this is massive in your book jacking off into the clouds you really talk about what it means to connect and i am just so riveted by your your stuff I really just can't get enough of it. Was there ever a time in your life where you weren't a big nerd? Excuse me? So was was there a time in your life where you were like cool at one point or is it just you were like a nerd the whole the whole time? I'm not I'm, I'm not a nerd. Let's move gears cuz we're not going to we're going to agree to disagree on this point. I'm cool. Yeah, that's true. I have almost died jailing off in like saunas all around the city. <laughs> I recently went to the Russian baths and there's just, how do you not touch yourself when you're in there? And you're sort of really edging on death the whole time. When they're hitting you with those big branches, I mean, that is a sensual experience when it's a person who clearly does not like what they're doing. They don't like your body and they're kind of upset they're doing it and they're just whacking away at you. And it's like, Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna bust. Yeah, and then there's always like a, a Russian guy with a bucket who's like, do you- Well, I would expect these Russians from the Russian baths. Exactly, there's always like a Russian guy, but he's in a towel. You're not sure whether or not he works there. He might just be a guest. He might be a regular. And he sort of, he doesn't say in English, but he sort of motions that he wants to dump you with like some just random like toilet water. And you're like, at first you're like, I don't know, I'm good. I just came out. I'm like really hot. I'm cooling off. I don't need like that much of a change. But he ignores you. He ducks you with water. And then you sort of have a minor panic attack. Your heart your heart stops for a second. But then you're like, wow, this is this is what it's like to come. It's been so long in real life that but like having that sort of like really being on the edge of death slash coming is sort of what I'm going for. And then I go into the cryo chamber, which is my favorite, absolute favorite. Yeah. It's an experience being completely frozen. I mean, there's a reason that when some people die, they want to be frozen for eternity. There's a reason for that. And it's a very sensual experience. It's like a hundred year 
Jizz Factory. And it is some of the most incredible stuff being frozen. Sometimes I'll just sit in my couch and I'll just cover the couch in uh, ice. I go to the grocery store, buy a big bag of ice, and I'll just get butt naked and sit on it because the feeling is incredible. And then Siri starts popping in. Did you know at this Saturday you get a freezer burn? I don't care, Siri. I'm trying to nut. Yeah, I think I wonder if you going to sort of a cryo like cemetery, how many of those guys or gals or people die jacking off or it's like or we're actually frozen in the midst or like in the midst of of doing it. It's really beautiful when people want to be immortal, um, but also frozen in time. Um, pleasuring themselves. I think that that's kind of a legendary move. And I personally want my entire body frozen. Not just the head. Not just, some people just go for the head. I want the whole body, but I want to be fully clothed. A lot, I feel like most people are naked. I want to be fully clothed because the, you know, the look is just as important as, you know, immortal or being able to like you know be defrosted and you know come back to life in the future if you were to be frozen right now what outfit would you want to be wearing uh to be found 100 years later it would be what i'm wearing now but with the, with these on now that's good because if someone's trying to do a retina scan of you they won't even be able to it's just you uh red sunglasses red zoom h1 it's really just going to be some of the most incredible stuff happening. Uh, no one's going to be able to know who you are, what's going on. There's just a woman in a business suit with sunglasses and a microphone. And then a hundred years, she's out. She first thing she sees is everything tinted red. Yeah, I mean, I just want to look good. It's really not. The legend is she looks good. She's cool, literally. Actually, she's frozen. But let's bring her back. Let's see what she has to say. She's clearly have she clearly has enough money to invest in two thousand years of cryogenic freezing and the procedures. Two thousand years, yeah. Yeah, to bring her back. So let's see what what was the legacy like? What was the empire that she built before? And you know, I won't talk about myself too much on here, but I am a mogul investing from everything from crypto to cryo and that's why i know so much about it no i think that's some of the most i mean you you pull up king tut for example and that was i don't know at least 200 years ago and you can see like oh wow all this legacy all this amazing stuff i mean when they see you they're going to be she must have hosted a podcast is she hosting is she hosting a podcast is she hosting a press conference the right answer is she's doing both. And they're going to see you and assume that's what everybody looked like in the year 2023 if you were to die, let's say right now. You know, I'm not hoping you do, but if you do, you know. I don't know about that. I'm not sure if I quite believe that you're not hoping that I, that I do. Well, I've only spoken to someone twice when they die. like two people have died whilst i was actively in a conversation with them and they say third time's a charm because i've tried to get their hauntings their spirits to speak to me never worked but you know this is a digital conversation in the digital age that's some of the most incredible powerful stuff so if you were to die in a digital conversation would you would i be able to tap into emma at all times when i'm trying to connect with the spirit world if we we can download all of our thoughts onto a hard drive 
or and then oh. upload that up to the iCloud. And then we could seemingly eternally haunt anyone who we wanted digitally. And it would be called, oh, what would it be called? The iHaunt. Yeah, I think haunt has kind of a negative connotation. You know, uh, haunting is like horror movie, Halloween, Saw, Exorcist, Poltergeist. I've had several uh, situations where people have asked me just, hey, can you put something on the computer so I could finish and go into the other realm? Because that's what it is. They're stuck in this limbo where until they not explode from their penis or pussy, uh, they won't be able to go to heaven or hell, wherever they belong. They're in this limbo. So sometimes I'll be haunted. It's like, can you just open up xhamster.com? Wow, that's so beautiful. I, I, I didn't even know. So you're really just shepherding the, them coming so they could um, move on to the next world. Unless I exploit them for a live show, yes. I see. Okay, amazing. Uh, well, I was wondering, I don't know if it's too much to ask, but I was wondering if you could sort of channel any sort of energy you're getting off of me. I do have some very, very dead relatives who could have been, you know, very horny. That's, uh, I'm glad you brought it up because, you know, I don't want to just uh, be rude and just say there's someone, but I'm definitely sensing something. Uh, over your shoulder. Um, this way? And other one. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You might want to put your hand back, feel a little bit cold. You can sometimes feel the cold. Oh, the yeah. Right, I wouldn't touch right there. I, I wouldn't touch right okay. there. Okay. Does the letter P mean anything to you? P. P. Something about, something about an ex-lover of some sort. Uh, P. Green mohawk. A lot of face tattoos. Oh, Pierre. Pierre. Okay, Pierre, that makes sense. Yeah, Pierre is over your shoulder, honking off right now. Um, and he seems to be a malicious spirit. It is a malicious spirit. It's, it's coming off that it was a bad breakup. Was it a bad breakup with Pierre? It was the best sex of my life, but yes, it did not end well. If you don't mind me asking what exactly happened, something about coffee shop, I don't know. Yeah, so... What happened was, is I got a cold brew at sort of a nice um, Hudson Valley themed coffee shop. Put some cinnamon in it, drank it. I was with Pierre, we were just on like our, you know, post-sex date. And something about that sip of cold brew triggered something. And I shit myself in, the, in public. It's so brave to just admit that. Let's just acknowledge that for a second. It's very brave to admit that. And I think it, it's power, It's powerful to be uh, so open about these things. It's really going to help a lot of people. I shit myself. I'm rushing to the bathroom. Pierre is behind me getting, you know, kind of pummeled with, you know, feces. By the time he caught up with me, you couldn't see the tattoos on the poor guy's face. His... Oh, wow. His... Yeah, his green mohawk was just peeking, barely peeking through. It was, you know, one of the most humiliating days, nights of my life. And I, I not only shit myself publicly, but I also lost the best sex I've ever had, you know. Yeah. But, 
Oh God, yeah, that was nice to sort of process with you. I can't see or feel Pierre, and over your while you were telling that story, I could tell you was reliving some of those moments. And he did do the cartoon finger over the nose and a P U. I could see that that was. So honest, so true, because Pierre was corroborating with everything. Uh, and I'm, I'm, it's it's so rare you hear somebody tell a breakup story where they're the ones that fall. They always try to put it on the other person. And I think uh, it's very powerful for you to say. And I think that's kind of why you're such a great uh, business person. Am I right? You put the blame on yourself. That, I feel a weight is lifted, honestly, now that I've sort of let that story be heard publicly, but how, what is sort of your advice on how to sort of lift any sort of malicious spirits, especially, you know, they when they have a right to be mad at you? I think if you have an extremely humiliating uh, bathroom emergency, the other person does have a right to be mad at you. I think what you can do is try to trick them into um, ejaculating, because it is that limbo they're in. So if you have a projector in your house, huge TV, just something so where they can't really move their eyes off of it. If they're on you and you pull up something very, very sensual, furry porn or, you know, uh, BDSM where they're all wearing steampunk goggles, something like that that nobody can deny is uh, sexually arousing. Something like that where if it's on the screen, if it's projected onto a wall, they're not going to be able to look away from that. It's going to attract your eyes. Hopefully they get enough attention for them to finish and they can go to where they belong. Yes. Wow. Okay. So I'm going to have to get, I'm going to have to get dirty later with uh, Pierre. I am also sensing something else. There is one other, maybe I'm, I don't know. I'm sensing sort of one beyond just Pierre. There feels, I feel like there's another kind of spirit. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely sensing something a little bit more, I hate to say this word because I don't I don't want to put too much religion into it, but something demonic. There is a demonic entity over your other shoulder staring at Pierre while Pierre is staring at you. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, something with the letters T. Does T mean anything to you? Oh, you know, when I was a kid, there was a small town carnival named Titan Night, where there was rides and everything. I had a BMT from Subway that night. Italian? Italian BMT, all the kind of meats, all the sliced meats. What'd you put on there? I went lettuce, tomato, onion, banana peppers, olive oil, salt and pepper. Classic order, love that order. Yeah, with, you know, definitely on, you know, foot long, like the whole fucking thing. Young, young me thought I could fit it all in the tummy. And then I went on the Alibaba. The Alibaba is the one that goes this, and then, oh! And then down, and then full circle, yeah. Yeah, whoop, whoop. Whoa! So I'm on there. I'm, like a, yeah. yeah, I'm on there. I'm looking left and right. There's a row of people next to me. And once again, I shit my pants. And because of the motion, right, that's dangerous. 
because of the way that it was the motion, it came at my pant leg and swat to my right, to my left. You were wearing pants and it came out the bottom? <laughs> it wasn't some sort of skirt or shorts. It was full jeans and they slid out the bottom and still had a lot of traction. My legs were going sort of above my head. So you were butt out. My torso was like, like buckled in, but my legs were like flailing and I was very like, you know, gymnastic in, in that time of my life. You were in the Olympics. Thank you. I love it when I don't have to talk about an accolade and someone brings it up. So it seems just slightly less self-obsessed, but that's, I was in the Olympics, was a gymnast. I can, so yeah, it's, I, I think that, that I sort of, I sort of, you know, probably cursed an entire, a small village of people in that one incident. And I, so I remember, I remember children walking, looking at me through, you know, basically a shit face facial that is my, was my doing. And they did look demonic um, in that moment. Uh, and unfortunately, yeah, I think Again, they must have died, and now they're haunting me again. And I, you know, I don't blame them. Yeah. Now, what I wish is it was one of those children, but I'm getting something a little... I'm seeing something. I'm seeing myself on the ride with them. I think someone... I'm getting like a sensation in the throat. I think someone choked on your poopy and died on that ride. And I think they... I think they want some sort of closure to know... Was that on purpose or was that an accident when you released two gallons of poop out of your jeans? No, it's a recurring pat. It's a pattern in my life. It's real. And it, it, and it's not intentional. It just kind of when it hits you and there's no clear place to go. I mean, you got to let loose. Can't hold, it. Can't hold it in. Yeah. And I don't mean to be rude. Um, I am your guest on your show, but you kind of are a little bit looser with it than most people, I'll be honest. Some people will be like, I can hold this for an hour. You'll be like, eh, fuck it. I'm not going to wait an hour. And you'll just go. It comes down to having a weak asshole, I think. What does that say about me? It says a lot of things. And you know what it is? And I and I don't want to psychoanalyze or, or put too much onto you, but I think it's, you're such an entrepreneur. You don't have time to work on your butt muscles. You don't have time to work on your hole, your sphincter. You're too busy making deals interviewing people, connecting with different tech companies. You don't have the time to do ass kegels. That is, yeah, that's why I'm like kind of, I look up to you because you're so into your body and like, I really, I really need to work on, I need to work on my body. I need to specifically my ass. Whole, specifically your whole. Something I've neglected my whole life. Maybe that is what the, yeah, that's, probably the takeaway there. You got to be doing ass kegels at all times. I have a resting kegel rate of 45 per minute. So right now I'm doing them. Uh, you might see me going a little bit up and down. It's because I'm squeezing my butt cheeks really, really tight. I'm trying it now. It's it's harder than I thought it would be. It, you build up courage, uh, courage and power and eventually you'll be able to put some weights in there i can carry a dumbbell with my butthole wow wow yeah well i've got a lot to work on here 
It seems like I gotta get freaky in order to get rid of these demons in my apartment. But I feel like I've worked through a lot of trauma. Well, you know, well hopefully with this new strength routine you gave me for my sphincter, I'll be able to report back on my progress and my strength training and the strength training of my whole is like something I never thought I would say, but you know, there's a new, there's always a new trend. There's always a new way to improve yourself. And for me, I'm all about self-help and I love uh, hearing about new research and new studies that are coming out. So this whole asshole fitness journey revolution that you have taken me on is you know, turning over a new leaf. I have not looked into the studies behind like asshole strength or getting, getting your butthole in shape, but I was wondering if sort of you've read any sort of statistics that you could share with my, my audience. They're always very curious and intellectual. Absolutely. One in six people will have a complete pink sock, anal prolapse uh, in their life. So one in six person so you could be on the street, six people, one of them have had their butthole fall outside of their body. Um, so you really want to make sure that that does not happen. You eat something too heavy, booty come out. So you want to make sure that you're doing a lot of ass kegels, uh, dumbbell, uh, kettlebell swings with your hole. Um, you might want to put a chain, wrap it around uh, a barbell and do some butthole deadlifts. Something to just keep your is strong because these 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 statistics are not good because it's one in six but out of that one in six one in third are actually dying um from the prolapse so that's uh not an insignificant number of people dying from butthole falling out of them some people i i heard not from personal experience but i heard that some people when they poop they come like pooping causes coming sometimes, like especially when you're dying. That happens. I mean, there's not much to it other than it just feels good when you poop sometimes. There's a, I think there's a phrase for that. It's like double, double whammy or something. A lot of people will ruin relationships that way. They might go on a, an amusement park ride or something like that publicly and just poop on everyone just so they can really get off. This is striking a chord with me a bit. It feels a bit pointed. Sure. It feels a bit pointed or it reminds it reminds me a little bit of pointed. the story I've shared. I let me tell you, I didn't come, okay? It's, it's impossible to come when you have that much shit up your pussy, okay? That is true. I've spoken to a few people who have died that way. Um infections or just things of that nature where they're that's their thing. Um they never finished. So I am trying to shepherd them when I can because those ghosts are stinky, so I don't want to have them around the house. So I'll just quickly just throw on some toilet porn and get them in and out of the house uh, as soon as I can. Uh, you know, the worst is you'll see someone on a on a train or a bus. You have a spirit. You got to quietly pull out your iPhone and put some porn on or something so that they can get off. And then sometimes someone, you know, they can't see the spirit. So it just looks like I'm just showing an iPhone of porn to the people behind me on the bus. But really, I'm just trying to shepherd someone into the nether realms. That is actually, that's how I ran into you. You were at, you were in the lobby of the Google office showing just, yep. 
just with with porn on your iPhone to you know you know empty space to the you know common person's eye, and you've actually gotten arrested for doing that multiple times. Yeah, and you came up to me. I remember I had the porn up, and you were, you approached me, and you said, "That's so unorthodox. What are you doing?" And I said, "I'm just trying to get these ghosts off." I stopped. I didn't call the cops. I heard about your story. I was blown away. I was moved. Bow moved. Jacques, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Pleasure coming. I mean, this is great full store, full circle stuff towards the end here. I am looking forward to getting, showing some of the haunting or some of the ghosts that are haunting me some um, porn. I just have to figure out, you know, what they're into. And also that new asshole routine, that's going to change my life. That's going to bring my fitness to a whole new level. And I hope our listeners uh, will, you know, call in, leave a voicemail, leave a comment on how their asshole journeys are going. Any last words? My parents were Francophiles. And necrophiles. <laughs> <laughs>